0: In case you missed it, my book, Anatomy of Abundance, hit the market and it is officially an Amazon bestseller. We couldn't have done it without your help. Thank you for being here and supporting me. If you haven't picked up your copy, pick it up today. Learn how to transcend the limits of scarcity and rewrite your life's narrative, transforming it into a story of boundless prosperity and fulfillment with Anatomy of Abundance. Join renowned author Petrina Wisdom and 16 Brilliant Minds on a Transformative Journey. Discover awe-inspiring narratives and empowering strategies to attain abundance in relationships, career, health, and wealth. Every purchase breathes life into a remarkable cause, donating book proceeds to the Shine organization. Shine organization empowers sex trafficking survivors to break free from scarcity, fear, and past traumas, and boldly create their own unique path to abundance through entrepreneurship. Buy your copy today. You're listening to Fuck Being Stuck, the podcast where we spotlight women who've gone from managing to mastering life's challenges and the badass practitioners that are changing the way we heal. I'm Dr. Sabrina Nicole, psychologist, coach, author, and speaker. But more importantly, I'm a woman who had my own journey to mastering chronic pain. You don't need to be stuck anymore. Fuck that. Hey there, I'm so excited you're joining me today. Today's episode is all about self-love, doing less, and minimalism to get unstuck. And my guest today is Coach Thea D. So Coach Thea D. is a fun Southern girl who enjoys a strong mimosa, cursing to add color, and hella fun mom nights out, because we deserve them. A life coach for Black women, practicing minimalists, helping women to stop accumulating more shit and get more time, designing a
1: life they've always dreamed of. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you for having me, Sabrina. You're awesome. Thank you so much. Yes, I'm happy to be here. That's a topic I love. I enjoy speaking on, you know, in our capitalistic society and where we are, it's always about buying more, getting more, doing more, when it should be the opposite. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like being a jack of all trades. You know, when you're a jack of all trades, you're not a master of anything. Right. (laughs) So I think about that in the sense of our feelings, our energy, our spaces, our time. When you got so much of it going out in 10 different ways, then you're depleting your own self. Right. Mm. You're not taking care of your own self first. So that's something I love. I love that.
0: Wow. So. How did you get started? Because I don't hear many Black women talk about being a minimalist. I mean, we love our stuff. I love my little (laughs) stuff. Not that I have a lot of them, but I like my little stuff. So how did you stumble upon this
1: concept? Yeah. Oh, wow. So I would have to say it started as a child. My mother was a whore. So when you grow up with someone who don't throw away anything, you know, ever, um and then you become of age and you're like wait a minute and you visit other people's houses and you're like wait I don't have to I don't have to take this because to me it was like a form of abuse mm-hmm. like I gotta stay here with all this shit I just ain't even mine so I want to say the trauma from growing up from that as a child so you know psychologists say that when things happen to you you either become them or you go to complete opposite so I think that's where mm-hmm. I was I became the complete opposite so I go off to college. I have my own dorm room, right? I don't want anything in it. I don't want stuff in my car. I don't want, because that's the way I was raised in this environment where it was stuff everywhere. Well, I thought that was just a habit of mine of loving to throw things away. Like I used to get high on throwing shit away. <laughs> like it used to send my energy through the roof to throw stuff away. I would look for things to th- like stuff that I know I needed, but I just get it and just throw it away. Like it just was, I did that when I was earlier in my early 20s. And then when I got married and then my husband was like my mom, which he was like his mom, right? Mm -hmm. Don't throw anything away. I might need that one day. Those shoes are old, but I might wear them one day. Well, you have 15 pair. You don't need that many when I got married and then I had to live with someone who was the complete opposite, I had to learn how to balance. Mm. Right. Cause that first one is just you, you don't have to have anything, but then when it's somebody else's stuff and in their space, you have to learn how to balance. So what happened was, you know, in the age of the internet and Facebook groups and I'm, you know, I'm young and I'm getting, and I just got married and I'm like, well, I know is the way, how do you organize? So I started to search and dig on Google about organizing and I came across this, this underground group of people who were doing this thing called minimalism. And I said, oh, that sounds great because that sounds like less, which is what I love to do anyway. So I started the blogs and I'm digging into the groups and the chats and the Reddit questions. And and I'm looking and I said, oh, so this is a lifestyle Mm -hmm. that people are choosing to make. It's not just organizing my kitchen, right? This is a whole different shift from just, I'm just going to organize my pantry. What you're doing is understanding what you need versus what you want versus what you really, really need. I know they have the woman who does the, oh, I hug it. And what is her name? Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo. Marie Marie mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. If you don't love it, then you get rid of it or it's something you love. you, You know, I know they have that. But this is like, I think that's a bit surface mm. because minimalism is like actually. What do I actually need? Not, I need three extras. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, I don't need three extras. So at first I started on the path of Googling and checking it out just for stuff purposes, right? Just for making sure my house was airy and light and empty and nothing on the walls. And the only thing that I haven't learned how to do minimalism with is books. I'm obsessed with books. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing. Other than books, I've learned how to tame it. But I realized that at first when it was just the stuff and then I started to go deeper, right? I started to go deeper as far as my feelings and trauma that has happened to me and how I was raised and the environment and the people I was around and the type of food I ate. I started to go deeper Mm. with getting what I needed and having it feed me Mm. so it can give me more energy. Right. So it's kind of like my food situation. Like I'm I'm obsessed with my refrigerator. being minimus. I know it freaks some people out, but I love it. My kids are like, Mom, we don't have any food. I said, yes, we do. Open that drawer. See all those fresh vegetables in there. It's tons of food. But what you find is when you don't have so much physical stuff, then you have time and energy to unleash the emotional stuff. Mm. So now I can go back through Okay, now I'm I'm okay with it if I'm going to therapy. Now, when I come home and the the air is light and crisp, and I don't have to use five hours to clean my house because I don't have that much shit to clean, five hours worth of my <laughs> house. Now I got five extra hours to nap. You know, I can take a nap. I can take a walk. I can do some deep breathing. I can do my meditation. I would feel okay if I took a three hour nap because I'm not looking around, feeling all overwhelmed and emotional because there's so much shit that I need to clean up it just helps for the whole emotional journey, right? And I also realized with going down deep and looking at the blogs and the chat rooms and the Facebook groups that, you know, this is cultural. This is where we live. It's a habit that you you, you grow up in, in the environment. So it's hard to do that when you're in an environment of everybody else has so much stuff and they're always buying and they're always purchasing and everything is on sale. And, and what it does is keep you busy with the unimportant things. So you're not busy with the things that are important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's almost like the generational trauma of not having, you know, so now the next generation is able to have, but then like, is, is that it?
1: <laughs> you're still doing the same habits of your grandparents, which we get right. They couldn't afford it. They didn't get it. So they kept everything. And my mother was, She was a hoarder, like everything. She thought she was never going to get another purse or another dress or another shoe. But when we get older and we're educated and we're professionals and and we have good careers and good paths of making income that we can probably purchase things that are nicer than Mm -hmm. our grandparents were able to do. But we still have the same habits of accumulating. So we still haven't found the balance Mm-hmm. So then you spend your energy and time and emotions on stuff and you look up and you haven't went to Ireland, you haven't went to Paris, you haven't went to Hawaii, you haven't went to do the bungee jumping over at the uh, Flamingo Sea that you wanted to do. You didn't do that because you were busy buying things and keeping up with them and when do they need to be fixed and cleaned and housed. And It just keeps you so busy that You're not busy working on you and creating the life that you want. You're just accumulating stuff because you have the money to buy it, Mm -hmm. right? I got the money to buy the stuff. It's not like I don't have the money. It's just that...
0: The modern world bombards our brains with an overwhelming amount of inputs and stressors. Our brains are struggling to adapt. A lack of brain balance means many of us are anxious looking for energy in the wrong places, and struggling to get a good night's sleep. The solution is BrainTap. BrainTap combines a variety of proven methods that restore balance to your brain for optimal performance of mind and body. This technology communicates directly with your brain so you don't have to do anything. Simply sit back, relax, and push play. Central to BrainTap technology is the concept of brainwave entrainment the brain will naturally synchronize with external rhythms. And several modalities are used to accomplish this, including binaural beats, isochronic tones, guided visualization, 10-cycle holographic music, and with the BrainTap headset, you'll have the added benefit of light frequencies. The overall benefits of BrainTap include improved clarity, improved quality of sleep, and more energy. Start your brain fitness journey today with a 14-day free trial. Click on the link in
1: the show notes. Because my generation, my mother's generation and her generation was, I since you have the money to buy it, you buy it, right? It's nice. It's some nice stuff. We don't get nice stuff. We never had nice stuff. We couldn't afford nice stuff. We grew up in places we couldn't get nice stuff. So when you get older, you're able to get nice stuff. So now that keeps you in this loop of still buying because, of course, five days after you bought it, you want something else. Exactly. I mean, it's not real satisfaction. It's surface. It's only temporary. Then you're going to buy something in Amazon to deliver the next day. We in trouble.
0: That is the best and worst thing ever created. Was that... (laughs) That immediacy, with, which you could get they? something. I'm like, the I'm like, oh my gosh, they make it too easy.
1: So bad. It's
0: too easy.
1: But it's on purpose. Mm-hmm. It's designed that way so that you won't think about your health and your mental state and your skin and how much water you're drinking and are you eating your vegetables and are you exercising and are you experiencing life and taking that trip around the world that you've always dreamed about. That, that's what they're doing. It's it's on, it's by design to keep you busy, oh, sure. right? You so tandem. you don't see that there's a drug epidemic. It's a drug epidemic of people taking medications versus physically healing themselves naturally. Cause you don't want to spend time doing that. You wouldn't just be scrolling, right? right so right. I can get to my basket, get to my basket. get to, that, that keeps you busy. And so I, I'm hoping and I'm looking and I'm, I'm a long way ranger when I talk about it, that Women especially, because we are the buyers of the world. Women are the buyers. We're the buyers. It's not men. They, they wear the same string of draws for 25 years. <laughs> they don't give a shit if it's holding or so not. They don't care. As long as they got a TV. They don't care if the table new or old. They don't care if the towels are nice. It's us. Tell it. Everything. Everything. And we're the most unhealthiest. We busy mentally. Oh, my health, not where I want to go. Oh, I didn't get to take that trip I wanted to do. Oh, I didn't go back to school like I wanted. I didn't get the certificate. Well, that's because you're busy buying shit all the time. And then when you buy all that, you got to keep it up. Who gonna clean it and wash it and take it to the shop and fix it up? And where are you going to store it? That's what happened. Yeah, I think I found the intersection of Mental and physical and the minimalism. When I read that book, Ayana Van "Peace from broken Peace. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh, mm. I was five months pregnant, first child, and I read that book. And I was also digging and going through the journey of minimalism and, and, and going through my own mental trauma of living with a hoarder and how do I get out of that and make sure that I'm having experiences with my family versus just stuff. Listening to you talk about the time you spend with your mother brings me to tears because I wanted that with Mm. my mom. Right. But as a person who's mentally ill, I wasn't able to do that Mm. with her. She never had a passport. She never wanted to go anywhere besides seeing her mother in California, which every now and then she would take a plane. But mostly she would just drive. Right. And it breaks my heart that she was so busy with stuff. We never had life experiences together. She was so busy with stuff because she didn't have it. Right. I didn't have it growing up. My mother didn't have it. So it makes it hard. Like it makes it hard. So I'm hoping when I read that book, I said, "Okay, I've got to do better. This has got to stop with me. we got to stop it. Read that book. Same time. And so since then, I've been able to I mean, I've moved six times in the last seven years and I'm about to move again. Wow. Whatever works for me and my family. OK, if the energy is off. We got to go. OK, so it sounds <laughs> like just it's not giving us what we want. We got to go.
0: Yeah. So it's like, OK, so the book, I've never read that book, but I do have to check it out. But I think mm. from reading the book, you learn how to set a new intention for yourself and for your family. And then that intention led to an action, you know, and making new choices for yourself. So what's the process like for, you You mentioned learning to balance, you know, with you and your your husband with this, you know, between your different styles. Did you find a way to integrate it? Let's say instead of balance it, did you find a way to integrate it?
1: (laughs) Yes, I've been married 20 years. So I finally found a way. I've been practicing this for about 10. So it took a balance where I didn't harass him or touch his stuff. Okay. At first I used to do that. But now it's to the point where I don't harass him. I don't touch his stuff. But since I'm the lady of the house, I mean, the whole house is up for (laughs) grabs, right? I'm the lady of the house. It's my play. So, you know, I I get to throw away all the mail, all the paper, all the books, whatever I want to throw away. I just have learned to his stuff and his energy and what he has is for him. Hmm. That's not me. That has nothing to do with me. I had to learn that over the course of being married that. You may be in the same place with somebody, but they have their own physical and metaphoric baggage that's not for you to carry. So if he wants to wear the same jeans he had when his freshman year in college, that's on him. That has nothing to do with me. (laughs) But what I learned through the process was I learned from him and he learned from me. Mm -hmm. So he says, even today, that was the best thing you ever could have done. That minimalism. Oh, man. Really? Oh, man. That is the best thing you ever could have done for our family. Because he grew up in the south side of Chicago, right? With a mother who had eight siblings from the south. You know, they had nothing. They lived in the country. So when she grew up in the city, she hoarded everything, just like my mom. She didn't have anything as a child. So that's how he grew up. And so he brought that with him. So after watching me and seeing it and unwillingly going, right, I'm ready to move. Let's go. Okay. After doing that a a few times now, he's like, okay, what's next? we going next. I'm done. Let's move. Let's keep going. You know, this is the best thing you ever. (laughs) That's how he came around to it to say, okay, I'm just going to let her do her Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be me. And then eventually we kind of found this happy middle ground of I who I am, who I am, and you are who you are. And so I also found the happy middle ground with me doing not everything at once. Mm. Cause like, I know women like, it's just so much. I don't know what to do. I said, well, what the way I started was I would take a Walmart bag and walk around my house mm-hmm. every single day and fill it up. That's how I started. Oh. That's it. It could be a drawer in a bathroom. It could be the kitchen drawer. It could have been your shoe closet that you just put two pair in it. I just took one bag and filled it up every day. Mm. That was it. That's how I started. Wow. And then some days, maybe two bags. And then when I got ready to physically move my house, because I was in a four bedroom, four bath house, furniture in every room. Now we didn't, I'm not a knickknack person Mm. because my mother was. All that stuff you got to clean and collect Mm. dust. But what I did do was every room I would start with, okay, well we're moving and I'm not taking this furniture. So, I mean furniture you can get anywhere in the world. I'm not hauling this around. That doesn't make any sense. Wow. Okay, it's up for sale. Who coming to get it? It's up for sale, who coming to, okay, it didn't sell. Who wants it? Who needs it? Who needs the furniture? Just come pick it up. Exactly. I don't even care. It's furniture. Wow. So I started that way. So that's how I started. And then eventually it got to the point where like my clothes like people always have, you know, the the woman got to get the big closet. Well, I need the little closet because I still got half the closet, even in the little closet. And it makes it easier for me. Like people don't understand how much time you save when you don't have a thousand choices. Mm. Oh, my God. Women spend so much time. Which shoe? Which dress? Which hat? Which glasses? Which umbrella? Like we have. <laughs> you late. You're frustrated. And then you still don't feel right because you're saying this dress don't fit like it used to fit three months ago. So and some women don't that. I don't understand. How do you have three pair of shoes? I say, well, that's my M.O., three pair of shoes. That's that's what I do. I have a tennis shoe, a flat and a heel. Wow. And I rotate I, if I have a flat. I don't like I've worn out the flat for a year or six months. I have a long. OK, I get a new one. I only have two feet. I can't wear them all at the same time. And I don't want to have to clean and organize all of it. I would rather be taking a nap. Wow. I think it's up to us. Like we need to sit down and decide. It kind of reminds me of a book I read. I cannot think of it. I think it says, I think the name of the book is, I will make you rich or I'll teach you. How." I'll teach you. how Yes. To
0: I read that book. And
1: so he talks about it in the book. Yes. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a Netflix special. Yes. I watched. I binge watch that. And then I ended
0: up going to read the book afterwards. Yeah.
1: Yes. So yes, his concept is the same that I think of in time. Like he says, I don't tell people not to do what they want with their money, mm. but what you're doing is you're hyper-focusing, right? So that it's not all scattered everywhere, but what you love to do is what you give the most attention mm. to. Not, is scattered everywhere. And I said, that's a great idea, right? So in the same of minimalism, what I love to do is what I'm gonna get attention to. If I love going out and having day trips with my family, Okay, well, that's what I'm. I'm not spending money on fifteen pairs of shoes. I want to spend the money on experiences and adventures. That's the same thing that he does. I want to spend my time quality versus looking up saying, "I spent eight hours organizing my closet." Who wants to do that? I
0: don't. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, like something has to happen for them to break the attachment to the stuff. Like you lose your job or you know, fire or just something major to disrupt, to make you reevaluate things. I think for me, it was a divorce, you know, or you got
1: to have a mental breakdown yeah.
0: to reevaluate everything and look at life differently. Like, I don't really need all this anymore. And I think for me, you know, I was in a four bedroom house, quarter of an acre. It was beautiful, but I didn't need it. I spent more time away from it than I did there because I was working, traveling. So I was just sleeping there. So at some point I had to be like, I don't need this anymore. I'm going to sell it. And I think, you know, breaking the attachment to the house also broke the attachment to other things, like the people that that kept Mm. that lifestyle going, you know, with their energy.
1: Mm. Yes.
0: Yeah, I think that whole reevaluation process led to like, it wasn't just the stuff, it was the people you know, I had to thin that out too. Yes. It goes with it. You know, and, and that's hard for a lot of people, you know, you're like, Oh, I knew them all my life. Okay. And it's okay. It's okay to not It is okay.
1: <laughs> everybody can't go alone for the ride. It is okay. It's okay. I, I have people the same way. I've known them all my life and I had to let it go. Like I grew up in a place where You know, most people, when they grow up, they stay forever. And I was like, I'm not meant to stay Mm -hmm. here for it. I have to go. I got to go. My soul is crying. My soul is dying here. I have to go. So we have to listen to ourselves or we won't be happy. We're going to die sick and unhappy because we didn't follow our soul's purposes and what Mm -hmm. it was telling you it had to do. And you didn't do it because I've been here forever. I've been in this house forever. We've always eaten this way. We've always bought stuff like that. I've always had this job. No, when you get in that pine box, nobody is going to be there but you. So you have got to follow you on the inside. Look around. This should, You You know, I know plenty of women. You wake up and this ain't it. They just say, no, this is not what I signed up for. This not what I want. I'm not happy here. Mm -hmm. I'm not fulfilled. I'm not joyful. I'm not feeling appreciated. No, this is this not the right space. Right. Instead of you have to make the decision. No one is coming. Like no one is going to ride in and say, "Okay, I'm here to save you. No, (laughs) we have to do the work. It's up to us. We have to make the hard decisions and whatever those repercussions are. When I told my husband I want to leave Mississippi where I was living in this big house and we all comfortable and everybody's okay. And he was like, wait a minute. You mean to tell me you want to leave here and go and start and do it? Yes, I have to. And if I have to leave you here, then that's what I'm going to have to do. Mm -hmm. Because I know it's only I only get this life one time. If I do get it the second go round, I ain't going to remember the first time. (laughs) Okay. I got to go. (laughs) I gotta go. So if you, you either come in or you stay in. you decide which one you're doing. Right. And if you come in, you can't come with the bad energy and the negativity. You got to stay at home with that. Wow. But we got to, we have to be okay with being alone mm. on the ride. Right. We have to be okay with being alone. You know, it's funny because we are such a idolizing of, You know, people who are stars and amazing and top of their game and the best in the business. And those people are alone. Mm. If they wanted to be mediocre, they wouldn't be. They could have been with the peanut gallery and stayed mediocre. They are alone. There is no competition with them. And they know that. Wow. So we have to dig deep in ourselves and say, you know what? I got to go. I know this place not for me. I got to go alone. Cause I I I know when I when I lay down and the time is up and I say man I I did that shit I mean I went all the way okay oh. to the
0: wheels fell off
1: what <laughs> <laughs> rode that bitch to the I wheels did fell it off all. yes yes <laughs> that's what I want I want to I want to lay down and say damn I did everything <laughs> did this I did man I experienced that I went this place we did this wow we created that man I built that. That's what I want to do. I don't want to lay there and say, man, my husband never wanted to move. He wasn't OK with me getting this. He wasn't OK. So I had to stay here and be stuck. And then my kids didn't get to travel like they wanted. And it, no, no. What kind of life is that? Yeah. We got to take control. Yeah. We have got to take control. And
0: realize that we, we have a right to change our mind at any time. It's OK. You can make a decision, undo a decision you made, change your
1: mind. Don't be
0: afraid to change your mind.
1: Yes. We're not supposed to be the same. We're not supposed to be the same today that we were five years ago and 10 years ago and 20 years ago and 30. We're not supposed to. We're supposed to change our mind. We're supposed to grow and explore and and go a different direction. That's what we're supposed Mm -hmm. to do. And we got to do that because then we're unhealthy when we don't. Right. Now you're unhealthy mentally. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, you just completely unhealthy because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And you know what it is. Mm. Like people know when they wake up in the bed don't fit right, like this bed not a match for me. No, this ain't. You know, but you're going to ignore it and keep sleeping uh-huh. in that bed, and your whole left side going to have sciatica, <laughs> you're going to have headaches, <laughs> you're going to have neck pain, and you just keep sleeping in that bed knowing it doesn't fit mm. you. You know it don't. Wow. Will I just take medicine, mm-hmm. and will I just do this? Now you're gonna treat the symptoms instead of treating the cause. Well, you know you throw that old ass bed out because it don't work. Mm-hmm.
0: You're right. You're right. And we just get lo- we're loyal to the suffering, boy. Loyal to it.
1: Oh man, <laughs> loyal to the suffering. Wow. <laughs> wow. At jobs, with relationships, with our bodies, like we are. You are right. We are so loyal to mm-hmm. the suffering. It's unbelievable. Because we do that because we think that's the best for the community. Well, I got parents to take care of and my siblings and my cousins and my godmother and my nieces depend on me. So now you're going to be loyal to the son. Mm -hmm. No, they need to find their own damn way. Yeah. That's not for you to carry. They got to find their own way. And so I love when people like us are speaking about that. So we're findable. We're searchable. It's other people that are not doing that. They're choosing to make their own way and and go left or right or change their mind every day if they want to. So you can find a community to help you with that. You don't have to be alone. Yeah. You don't.
0: And what you said about us feeling like we have to take care of everybody, like goes back to like how you, you feel like, oh, well, that's the way that I love them. No, there's other ways of showing people that you love them. You can love them by affirming that they're capable human beings you know, on their own, and just being supportive and trusting that they're going to find their way, and that we oh have to God. fix it. Wow. You know, like we don't have to fix it. We don't have to fix. We're not them
1: supposed to fix it. Because That's not love. That's not our job. And
0: that's not love. Fixing, being the fixer.
1: It's not. It's oh my gosh. Fixing is so not love. Helping every single moment. Then they they have the ability. Like you said, you're a capable person. You can figure it out. Mm-hmm. I'm here mm-hmm. for assistance, but I'm not here to fix it. Gives you back more power of using your own energy for following your own passions and what gives mm-hmm. you happiness and loving yourself. Yeah. But if you keep using your energy to keep giving it away, you don't have any energy for you. Exactly. But that's how we was raised, mm-hmm. right? That's how sacrifice. we was raised. That's,
0: that's what that's the ancestors said. Yep, sacrifice.
1: our community was. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, I said it's 2023. Yeah. We don't have to do that.
0: Yeah, it's all about finding new ways of living and being, you know. We don't have to live like our ancestors did. We have different choices. We can make different decisions.
1: You know, I believe that reading that book piece from Broken Pieces is was really real because the overall theme was which is true. I believe this that in my blood is everything from my answers. Mm-hmm. All the pain, the grief, the anguish, everything that they endured is in my blood. And I appreciate the strength that I gained from them mm-hmm. suffering, right? My independence, my strength, my resilience, my persistence that came from them mm-hmm. because that's what they did, right? But as times have evolved, some of those skills of running and sacrificing my physical health and mental health, we don't need those anymore. Mm-hmm. And we have to tell ourselves, thank you. We appreciate that. But some things we just don't need to use. Right. We don't need those anymore. Right. And this space of being able to create our own healthy environment of having the freedom to decide and choose. They didn't have the freedom to decide and choose, but we do. Mm-hmm. And we need to use that power. We need to use that power. And instead of, well, you know, I, I got to stay at the job and I got, no, no, no. We're, it's 2023, honey. We are, con- we got independent workers contract. We got all kind of different ways you can work now. Exactly. So that's, that's an excuse. Exactly. It's
0: like at work, people are like how many years you got? I'm like, this is not like we doing a bid. We choose to work here. Hey. Yeah. Like. How many years do you have to retirement? I have as many as I want to do. I don't have to do 30, 35. I can make a different choice.
1: Oh my gosh, Sabrina, you are so right. I used to hear that all the time. How many years you get? And I used to think, what are you going to do? That's exactly No, what. but
0: that's the language of people that don't feel empowered, you know? Don't feel like you have a choice.
1: Oh, You know? Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Language of empowerment. Yes. I love that.
0: Yeah. So talk about some more simple steps that uh, women can take every day. I love the idea of taking like the bag and walking through the house with a small One bag. bag. Mm-hmm. What other um, steps can we take?
1: Something else that I think is important for us to do is delegate. Mm. We do not do that. We want to do all the jobs. For <laughs> We want to be the cook, the cleaner, the worker, the leader, the manager, the director. We want to do all the jobs. We can't. We're not supposed to do all the jobs. As much work as our ancestors went through, they always had community. Mm -hmm. Always. Whether it was Miss Bessie was the best baker or Miss Cunning was the best sewer, They always had community. Stop trying to do all the jobs. Look. We're not following the Eurocentric way of living. And we need to stop trying to follow the Eurocentric way of living. With that individualism, right? That it's me, 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 me. You have got to have a community or you're gonna be dead. You can't do all the jobs. And when you start to just let go a little bit of power, so what he don't do the dishes like you. That shit clean. Just eat it. He don't it. No what? So what? So what? The kids don't clean the toilet like you do. Ain't no ring around the edge. It's fine. It works. I'm fine with that. So what? You got to spend less on buying a, a pair of shoes and invest on getting somebody to clean your place once a week. It's probably cheaper than you. It's cheaper for you to pay someone to come clean your place than it is for you to use your hourly rate to okay. clean your place.
0: Exactly. It
1: always is. Exactly. It always is. It always is. Stop trying to do all the jobs that will help you with relieving stress, mental, physical, emotional stress, pain and anguish on yourself. Man, I don't know how to. And we as black women, we always strong black women. Right. We can do it all. We strong. (laughs) We got this. Got badges. Wearing
0: them like badges.
1: Yeah. Excited. (laughs) No, no, please stop. Please stop. No, I want to be an example for my daughter and her friends and my and the small people and the the little young people coming up to say, "Wow, look at her. She was happy. She was joyful. Mm. She was beautiful. She was rested. She was excited about life. She wasn't worn out and beat up because she was doing all the jobs. Mm. We got to stop doing all the jobs. So even if you're going to do the one bag start with something that you hate doing. It could do just one thing. Mm. Right? From now on, I'm going to have somebody come in and deep clean my bathrooms every week. That's it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call them up. I'm going to let them clean it the way they're supposed to clean it, and I bet you they're going to do a better job than you are because that's their job to do it. Yes. Right? That's what they pay to do. So, stop doing everything. Delegate. If you can delegate, mm. And just start with one thing. You don't have to do it all at once. Start with one. And then you'll feel kind of lightened and empowered to say, oh, okay, that that was good. Well, let me get me a personal assistant to help me with these small errands of picking up dry cleaning, paying this bill I have to do in person, you know, going to pick up my child's medicine or refilling something, you know, things that are not even of value when you could be getting you could be at the spa for 2 hours. Mm. That could be your spa day. Yes. Not running errands, wasting gas and getting frustrated and all sweat and hot and hate doing it. If it's what you hate doing, get somebody else to mm. do it.
0: Okay, so delegate what you hate. Oh. Okay. Like we
1: I want us to Yes. I love that delegate what you hate. <laughs> that is so good. Yeah, I think we're supposed to live life of happiness and freedom. Not feeling like we in bondage every day. We got all these jobs to do. It's terrible. Yeah.
0: So focus on what feeds yeah, you. Yeah, delegating is a hard one. Yeah, and focusing on what feeds yeah, you. Yeah, delegating a is a hard one. You don't even one. know what really feeds us because we're so busy with everything else. But once you start clearing away the space, then you have time to think and focus on.
1: Ordering, looking on Amazon app. Yeah, you busy, busy. You don't know. You don't know what feeds you. You have no idea. You're not giving yourself, like you said, the time and the space to figure out what that is. Wow. So
0: tell us about your business, Self Love for Black Girl Magic.
1: Yes, because we are magical beings. That's just who we are, right? Yes. That's just, that's just I mean, no matter where we go, that's, gonna, that's that follows us everywhere. That's who we are. It's in our blood. It's in our stream. Like We can't escape that. So I feel like if you keep feeding that magic with things that love and appreciate, and you enjoy, then more of that will come out. Mm. Like we were talking about being a creative. Like if, you, if you're a creative and you know that's who you are, the more creative you are, the more magical you are, the more you're taking care of yourself. The more that self-care, the more that puts the energy out in the universe that, oh, wow, she she got her shit together. Well, let's send her some more stuff that she wants. What is it that she wants? Opportunities start opening up. Wow, somebody called me and said they want a trip to Austria and they wanted to take me. I've always wanted to go there. Energy is so important that if you don't feed what gives you energy, then you won't have any to give out to everybody else. It's it's just, that's what energy is. Like you have to have it to give out. And so in my coaching practice in business, I try to get women to use their what I do is it's very individualized because everybody's different mm-hmm. and I get to know you and find out what do you enjoy. And then if you don't know, we're going to find out together. If you don't know what you like to do or what you enjoy or what your dreams are or where you you want to be, like some people know, but they're not sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's just start with what you don't want to do. Let's do that. <laughs> you know, and then when we find out what you don't want to do and you have these adventures of. Like that book Shonda Rhimes wrote, when she said the year of yes. Ah, yes. She didn't know until she said yes. Mm-hmm. You don't know until you say yes. Like, how are you supposed to know if you don't say yes? <laughs> so when you say yes, okay. Well, let's. No, I didn't like. I don't like that kind of work. That's not the type of work I thought I wanted, but not that line of work. Okay, well, what other work do you? Well, I think I want to work with young kids. I have the best energy when I'm around small people okay, well, let's explore that. That's how you figure that part out is you got to go explore it, right? You got to go look and search and try and see, but you can't do that when you cluttered with physical and mental and emotional shit,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So when I first started my business uh, a couple of years ago, I was into financial coaching and um, my background is 20 years in real estate and property management and section eight properties is my heart. I was passionate about it. I, I was a section eight tenant myself. That was the first time I got my own room and my mother got a section eight property. And I realized that that's consistent and
0: automatic, mm-hmm. consistent
1: and automatic income every month. If you have section eight properties under the government mm-hmm. program and you're a great landlord, you have no problems. And so when I first started my business, that's what I used to talk about women about investing and buying properties to put section eight tenants in. But what I realized after going through the process of coaching for six, seven, eight, nine months is nobody did anything. Mm. You know why? Because they was tired and worn out and overworked. They did all the jobs. They didn't take care of themselves. They didn't have the mental capacity or the physical capacity to do any of the work that are required in order to create their dreams in their Mm. life. I said, okay, let me let me back up. Let me let me back up. It's like I'm putting the cart before the horse. Let me back up. So now I explore, are you sleeping? Mm. What type of meals are we eating? When was the last time you took a nap? When was the last time you took a walk in the sunshine? Are you hanging out with your girlfriends for the girls nights to make sure that your energy level is positive and you're putting out great vibes and that's your creative space? Like when you get away from work and duties that's how you that's how you get in your creative space most people that are creative because I think all beings are creative it just it just manifests itself in different ways but if you're always working and working you're not you're not you were not created to be a workhorse that's not what you're supposed to be doing that's not why you were created so wh- if you're spending time with sleeping and exercising whether it's your yoga meditation if you like to swim or surf or Play volleyball, whatever it is you like to do, then that opens up the gates and the doors for things to become easier for you to plan for your future. So that's where I found the hiccup where they can't plan for the future because right now is a mess. Sure, it's chaotic and cluttered and busy. I'm tired. I'm unhealthy. I, I'm get, I'm not getting any sleep. I'm not eating properly. I'm not taking my vitamins. I'm not drinking enough water. I'm just not even doing any of that. Mm. <laughs> So I want to keep feeding your magic so that you can take care of yourself, so it can be more magic. So you're like, oh wow, I looked up five years later, I had this going, I was doing this, I was living in Mexico, and I was able to write two books and you know do a a podcast show, whatever it is you want to do. But for us, especially as Black women, we need accountability because this is new. Mm. Like, right? this is a new generation. Like this is some new shit. My mama, my mama don't know nothing about self care. What is that? <laughs> mean? My mother didn't know what those were. My grandparents don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. What is that? Who made that word up? So I think it's important now to have us, like people like us, who are in this space. We're here for you to create the life of you. We're here. We understand. We get it. Been there, done that. Doing it right now. Call us. Email us. Contact. Like we are here. And it's important that I think it's important. And I love being here with you because platforms like to say, hey, we look like you. Yes, we're doing less with more. Sabrina all around the world. she, she all around the world. OK, <laughs> living a life she wants, looking beautiful, skin is flawless, right? Looking healthy and joyful when you see her and she's living a life that like you can do that. And you can create the future you want at the same time, but you've got to be healthy to do it. So got to be healthy. Wow. All right.
0: Coach Thea, (laughs) I love you. You are amazing. (laughs) Y'all, that is it for today's episode. Please write us a review and share this episode with a friend, somebody you know that needs a community um, and a way to start to master their feelings, energy, space, and time.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Sabrina. And the social media links will be in
0: the show notes at Self Love for Black Girl Magic and at Thea Dee Parker. And the website is selfloveforblackgirlmagic.com.
1: All right. Thank you so much. You are amazing. I appreciate you. I appreciate your platform. The name of your podcast is awesome. <laughs> I was happy to be here and share.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning into Fuck Being Stuck, the podcast. Be sure to check out the show's notes for this episode on www.drsabrinanicole.com and follow us on social media. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. We'll be back next week with more.
1: See you then.